All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to Elite Week for today, whatever the fuck it is. Just kidding. It's Elite Week, episode 59, Space Gitmo, Galactic Water Cooler, Friday, January 29th, 2021. I am Kaizen, and I will be your tour guide on this drunken tour through the galaxy. With me, as always, is my XO, Commander Roy Cookson. Say hello, Roy. Happy Friday, everyone. Glad you're here with us. Yes, yes. Happy Friday. 
my tactical officer, Tweet. Say hello. Good evening, everybody. Let's uh, try to have some happy, shiny thoughts and have a little more fun this evening. Absolutely. And tonight we have joining us uh, the uh, health and safety officer from Lave Radio, Commander Edelweiss, Ben Moss Woodward. Say hello, Ben. Say hello, Ben, indeed. Yes, now say something perverted. Something perverted. That's how you know you're on whatever show this is. Elite Week, yeah. This is American Late Radio. mm -hmm. This is, no, actually, you are British Elite Week. Get it right, son. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Ah. And our other red shirt for tonight, we have Commander Wolf Dragon, uh, my XO on the... uh, Dark Wheel Project, Turning the Wheel Initiative. Wolf, say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. I have Jen. I will soon be catching up to Kai's level of drunkenness. You're already slurred a little, brother, so (laughs) good luck. Good luck keeping up, because I got a hollow leg. All right. Let's get this shit started for realsies. Right off the bat, our cover art is Asp in front of dot, dot, dot by Commander Vex. By at Commander Vex on Twitter. <sighs> Our opening song was 99 Red Balloons on Me by Pumplemousse. And our closing song is going to be Yesterday by Scary Pockets featuring India Carney. All right, so we're less than two weeks away from the first of three missions arriving at Mars. Are you guys fucking excited? I am crazy excited. I cannot stop checking out all of the stuff on these three missions. I'm like ready for it. I'm all about it. In addition, I want to give a huge congratulations to the Fuel Rats for hitting 100,000 rescues. We've got more information on the Odyssey Q&As coming to you tonight. And uh, oh yeah, we got some information about Space Gitmo. All this and more. So stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. Hell yes. All right, everybody. 
we're going to jump right into a little section that I know you guys love. It's the Dark Will Update. It is the Dark Wheel update. All right. So you guys, everybody already knows uh, Ben, Commander Edelweiss. So, uh, and obviously he's going to be joining us for the whole show. So, you know, we're going to get plenty of chances to talk to him. Unless I, unless I pass out first. Unless he passes out first, which happens because, let's face it, he's a lightweight. Uh, in addition, though, um, we're going to skip the interview with... Matter Wolf Dragon, because we're going to incorporate that into the Dark Wheel update. Right off the bat, I have to give a shout out, a huge shout out to the Black Sky Legion, the official squadron of the Dark Wheel Project and Elite Week podcast and Discord and what have you. The tag for it is BSL1. If you're looking for a group to join on PC, just join Black Sky Legion, BSL1, and come say hi. We got shit going on all the time. Come join us. It's fun. All right. What's going on with the Black Sky Legion and, and the Dark Wheel Project? Well, we landed on Wednesday, January 27th in Ross 154, which is the target for the sole test site that we hit exactly where we wanted to. And we did that because of our guest tonight, Wolf Dragon, who was doing all of the hard work behind the scenes to keep these going as the uh, sort of general who was setting the cube and checking it. He's got a whole squad of people that have been helping him to check the cube each day to like make sure that all the numbers are right. He's keeping track of, he's doing all the BGS math in the background, basically, He's doing the work while I'm getting the show ready and doing all kinds of sort of other stuff. He's doing the actual, like I'm running the administrative side of the Black Sky Legion and the the, the, the project as a whole. But all of the work, specifically the day-to-day, getting the missions assigned and getting that stuff done, that all comes from Wolf Dragon. So um, we landed on Wednesday the 27th. And Frontier did a weird thing. Frontier had that little patch on Wednesday. Well, guess what? It fucked with stuff with the BGS wise. And it actually fucked with stuff in our favor this time. It made two ticks process within about an hour of each other on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, when we landed in system in Ross 154, like an hour later, we went into active war. You're not supposed to be able to be to do that like that's supposed to be impossible it's supposed to be you'd have a day of pending war and then a day of active war everybody who knows bgs anything about bgs knows that that is just an immutable truth except for when frontier processes two patches two 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 ticks within an hour of each other in which case okay shit gets weird and we jumped we landed in system and an hour later we were in active war and uh yeah we crushed day one of the war. We crushed day two of the war. We're now in day three of the war, which on tomorrow's tick, we will win. The next day's tick, we will win day four of the war. So Sunday, we will win this war 4-0 with a clean sweep. Um, and then we should, uh, th- that should launch us 
directly sort of into third place in the system, third or second or fourth, depending on how things move around in the next two days in the system. There's a lot of things that are close by, but whatever. We're going to from there immediately, you know, start the process to go. And the next war will take us into for sure second place. And then after that, we're going to climb through the system, take first place. And we're at the soul test site. So this, everyone, this will be what gets us to testing soul. And either we will move into soul or something will happen other than we move into soul, but something cool and weird happens like a permit happens or something pops up or special mission or something. Who knows? I don't know. Or nothing will happen. These are the three options. And we're within a couple of days of, I think probably by about Monday, Tuesday, we're going to start shaping the cube for the next jump, which will be to the LFT 509 test site, which I know everybody is super excited for. I'm going to be just bluntly honest with you. I don't, I don't know if anything's going to happen with Sol. I, I kind of would think that our best shot of something cool happening is actually in the LFT 509 site. That's what I'm holding my breath for. So we'll see. Um, and with all having said all of that, I kind of want to turn it over to Wolf for a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your involvement with the project and some cool and interesting things that you've done. I mean, obviously, I know you can't give away details or trade secrets on the stuff that we have upcoming, but just in some broad strokes, tell us some cool shit that's happened and, and some, you know, some some of what it takes to do what you do for the Dark Wheel. Yeah, I can work on that a little bit. So um, I want to start out first with giving a, a shout out to the guys that help me with the BGS scans every day. Um, as soon as that tick happens, the faster we get information, the faster I can figure out what's going on, what needs to happen, what we did yesterday, how it uh, moves systems around, and whether or not we need to turn up the heat somewhere or back it off or redirect. Um, so all the guys that helped me out with that, a tremendous thank you. Um, Black Sky Legion, Rabbit Hamsters, the, the, the General Standing Army, everything that you guys are doing every day, it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's one thing to sit down for a couple hours every day and figure out, okay, what needs to happen, put out the word, and then watch it happen. It is truly, truly impressive, and I thank all of you for your effort. And this crosses all of the different ways of playing the game pc xbox ps4 like we've got commanders around the globe on every system doing this and it is just amazing the amount of community engagement we have and it is very cool oh yeah oh yeah now also in addition to all of the three platforms let's keep in mind the fact that over the last year we've had literally thousands of commanders working between the couple thousand people that joined the the Elite Week Discord, we've got like 2,500 people uh, in the, the Discord right now active. We have like 20 plus different Discords that subscribe to our Standing Orders channel. So they get that posted in their Discord every day and they're doing whatever they're doing working because there's all different lists of like, you can do bounty hunting or trade or exploration or this or that. 
In addition to that, we have people that are pulling the information off of the forums. There are people that are active in the forums. There's over 117 pages and multiple thousands of likes or thumbs ups or whatever on the on the official uh, elite forums on the thread of people that are just saying, like, I don't do Discord, but I pull the information from here. And boy, do they tell us if they don't get their orders or whatever, they let it know, like, hey, where's the orders? We got I want to do stuff. I don't do Discord. Do you post your orders? So there's thousands of people that have been doing this. You've been keeping track of. I see. Yeah. Mul- yeah, I see multiple dots here. Let's uh, let's start with Ben. You got a, an issue on 509 for a question. I was just saying 509 is the place that I'm really looking forward to. You know, it's like that's where the shit's going to be. Right yeah, on. And that's where the that's the exciting stuff. I, I'm you know, no one really expected anything in Lave. I don't know about you. I don't expect anything in Sol either, but. Yo, 509? Fuck yeah. I think there might be something in Seoul, but if there is something in Seoul, I think it'll be more along the lines of Frontier putting in a POI or a little, like, you know, a mission, a thing, a something. Just just like some, like, hey, we want to acknowledge all the work that thousands of our consumers have done over the last year. But, yeah, for me, the main thing that i'm super excited for is 509 100 roy you had a question yeah i was going to thread on what you guys were saying that uh yeah maybe maybe uh uh soul soul is the lesser sister of the two in terms of uh what we're hoping for but i i would also say that it's it's a huge thing to check off the list oh for sure and and, and the effort that's gone into getting it there is is just hard to fathom is so having only played this for a little over a year now do you think that Turning the wheels like the largest concentrated BGS effort ever in game. Is that a thing? That's an interesting question. I, I'm going to let Wolf take this one first and then I'll hop in after with my thoughts. Oh, well, actually, I'll Wolf and then Ben and then I'll hop in. To be honest, that thought is terrifying that I'm telling that many people and it's the biggest effort anything. Um, I, from the limited time that i've been doing bgs let alone playing the game it's only been about uh, a little over a year at this point um the amount of bgs work it has taken to make sure that we arrive in 154 has been just it's been monumental there's a lot of traffic around seoul it's a very popular region of space um there's always that element with the bgs of okay we've done everything we can Wait for the tick, hold your breath, cross your fingers, you know, do do everything that you think is good luck and wait for it to come out. And it was really, really awesome to see that we were in 154 when we did. Um, and it's it's because of the effort put forth by everyone. And no to be one clear, person can do this. And to be clear, this isn't a situation of like, well, we tried it eight times and landed there. We got it on the first try. And that is uh, legit. I mean, I know he's too modest to say it, but that is down to the work of Wolf. I mean, a lot of people pitched in and a lot of people did stuff, but it all rested on his shoulders. And I can tell you, uh, Wolf is a, like a government engineer. I, I don't want to get into details, but like like legit, he's worked for NASA before. And he is now a, a, a engineer that does aeronautical stuff for the United States government. And... We've been fairly blessed and lucky with the fact that the U.S. government has been sort of in a weird spot right now. And they're like, uh, they keep pushing his shit back. And they're like, 
Okay, well, more or less, hang out at home. We'll get back to you in a week or two and see if we got something for you. But right now, flights are grounded. This is that, this and whatever. And so hang out at home. And he's been working like, I'm not even fucking joking. He's been working like 10 hours plus a day on this shit to get it all where it needs to go. So like, I, I legit have like a fucking rocket scientist 10 hours a day plus devoted to this shit. And uh, all I can say is, I love you, Wolf. And I love your wife, who is very understanding and allows you to do this shit for all these hours for the last several weeks. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Um, l- luckily, uh, with our BGS um, planning crew that we have, uh, all, all of those guys are awesome. I've gotten access to a bunch of tools. Um, I've been able to reduce the time, quote unquote, during the day um, needed to get everything out. And then just like the rest of you, I'm... I'm logging in, I'm flying around, I'm running missions, doing the things we need to do in the places we need to do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, just because I'm the one figuring out the BGS doesn't mean that I'm not doing anything else other than that. I'm I'm there in the trenches with you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to actually forward that question to Tweak. Tweak, why don't you tell us the size of different things that people have done BGS wise. Do you think that this is in answer of Roy's question? Do you think this is the biggest single BGS effort you've seen? Or uh, did you, is there any that you know of that you're like, well, it was actually that one was fairly huge. No, I would say in the three years that I've been playing this game, this is easily the biggest group of people all working in concert towards one goal BGS wise. I can totally appreciate the, the time and the effort and that it goes that, that it takes to plan something like this. People really underestimate BGS in, in a couple aspects. One, when you work the BGS, you really get to play every facet of the game. You can do anything in the game and make it work towards your BGS. The planning that it takes to make your BGS work successfully is next level. You use all kinds of third-party tools. You do a lot of scouting. You And like Wolf said, you uh, cross your T's and dot your I's and and spin around in circles and do a rain dance and hope for the best. But boy, there's no better feeling than when that tick happens and you landed in that system that you were targeting or, or the war is finally over and you won it. It's That's why I love the BGS. It is ever rewarding for that kind of thing. 100%. Let me tell you something. That is exactly right what you just said of like, you have to, it's not a matter of like, like in school, do all the things and you'll get an A. Like, no, it's do all the things and then hold your breath and pray to Vishnu or fucking Muhammad or Zenor or God or, you know, Yahweh or whoever it is. It's like, oh, pray to Carl Sagan that shit goes your way. Because if it doesn't, it's just like heartbreaking. And then it's like, well, you know, then you'll you'll talk to like the pros in the BGS group and they'll say like, yeah, man, you did your best. You did everything right. Sometimes RNGs just fucks you try again and it's like oh my god okay whatever so this one worked out perfect and this was i think this was the single this and lave are the two trickiest jumps we've done and you know this one worked out perfect um so yeah wolf take uh take today take tomorrow chill out do whatever you do Hang out in the hot tub with the missus and, uh, you know, 
And then Monday, we're putting you back in the fucking, on the hamster wheel. But at least the next jump, the jump to 509 should be easier to, to plan and to execute. So we'll... Yeah, uh, we, we are expecting it to go a lot um, a lot nicer as far as the the countering opposition, figuring out where other players are doing things and maneuvering around that. Just because going out in that other direction, we're getting away from lots of people. Beautiful. So Wolf's going to stick with us as we go on our tour throughout the galaxy. Right off the bat, I want to start off with the Burr Pit Air to Surface Assault mock-up. The Burr Pit did a very cool thing. I, You know, I love Burr. I love Rainy. I love the whole squad at the Burr Pit. They did a cool thing where they were like, we're going to simulate what maybe a ground assault, an air-to-ground assault might look like in Odyssey. Now, obviously, they don't have all the tools. They weren't able to have, you know, people running around on the ground and, you know, turning off the shields or the whatever. But, like, they did a, a coordinated assault and filmed it with a very in a very cool way of, like, what that might look like. The link is in the show notes. Go and check it out. If you have not yet, subscribe to the Burr Pit. They are awesome people and deserve your sub. In addition to that, we've got the High Wake. They're uh, they're a YouTube page that does short animations. Um, They're like two minutes each. They're funny, clever little things. Go and watch all of them. You know, there's there's there's. A half a dozen. Go check them out. They're they're cool. And I want to highlight this. We're sort of turning the page on the stuff that we had for the last two weeks where, you know, there was a lot of criticism of of the delay and the divergence and what are we doing and yada, yada, yada. And we're still going to hit issues as they come up, but we're going to, you know, transition into sort of, you know, positive you know, like, oh, you could do this or not. Yeah. Okay. The stages of grief. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But, but, but no more along the lines of like, okay, what can we do? That's fun between now and then. And I think these guys are doing these short little animations that are cute and funny and whatever. And it's like, Hey, maybe take your, maybe take a try at content creation. Maybe do a little something in the elite dangerous universe. Maybe you're a programmer guy and you do a cool, funky little website, or maybe you do a little, you know, a comic or you could literally just draw a comic, like a comic panel, like the, the, what is it? Those guys, what are those guys called that they do the Gabe and Tycho that they do the, 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 uh, I can't, um, thoughts not working right now. Comic illustrators. What are you searching for? Yeah. 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 But they do, what's it called? Gabe and Tycho from, they do the 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 ah, I'm blanking right now, but whatever. Like there's things you can do interestingly. And and these high wake uh guys from from YouTube, they've got a cool little page, so check that out. Which takes us to For News Beyond the Game. It's Frontier News. It's Frontier News. Alright, patches. There was another patch that hit today. Without any patch notes or explanation, we're now in patch 3.7.11. Question mark? I've asked and received no information yet from Frontier as to, hey, what what the hell is this about? I'm going to go out on a limb and say 
we're probably going to get we got had one last week without any explanation we got one this week without an explanation we'll probably get one next week without any explanation they're probably going to be related to trying to fix problems and smooth out issues from the epic store but frontier isn't giving us detailed like an actual answer as to what the hell are these things so it's up to a decent amount of speculation ben one thing we need to note about these things is they're all PC only patches as well. You know, I don't which, think Xbox and PlayStation aren't getting these updates. It's it's just on the PC. Oh. Which does support Correct. the Correct. theory that it's tied out. which does support <clears throat> the theory that it's tied to the Epic Store stuff, but who knows? Yeah. Who know? Yeah, who knows? I mean, the only thing I well, we're, we're coming on to that later, aren't we? Yes. It's not things being slipped in. Hmm, we'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> just the tip, Ben. Just the tip. Uh, the other thing that dropped today was newsletter three number 310. I hope you're subscribed to the newsletter. Go check it out. We cover everything here, so I'm not going to get into the details, but go check it out. Subscribe. Next up, we get FDev tweets. All right, so earlier this week, FDev tweeted pictures of dredgers. Now, previously, when asked about their return, they gave a cheeky, who knows, maybe they'll return answer. Maybe this is a hint towards that. If not, it was a really poor choice of a thing to tweet because you're sort of rubbing people's nose in like, here was a thing that was in the Horizons beta that we yanked out of the game and never returned. Isn't that cool? I don't know. Streams. There was two. <sighs> they didn't really say a whole lot. There was one on Tuesday. There was one on Thursday. Go check them out if you're interested. Uh, until they give us actual concrete information on shit, I'm not really overly bothered with trying to dig through them. I listened to both of them. I watched them. And yeah, it was streams. Galnet News articles. Right off the bat. We've got January 25th, the trial of Fleet Admiral Vincent begins. January 27th, Gesmina Halsey provides testimony about Starship One. Um, let's say this. I heard somewhere through the week, I'm not going to say where I heard it, but I did hear somebody through this week say, Oh, that reminds me a little bit of like these has-been politicians that show up to, you know, get their minute of limelight. And uh, let me just say in response to that, no, you fucking idiot. That's not what it is. This is a attempted murder victim who lived through a horrific crash in which everyone else on the ship died by a miracle. This lady survived and she was a subpoenaed to appear and give her testimony, which she did. This is slightly different to a political has-been or whatever showing up to comment on the bullshit of the day that has nothing to do with them. If you can't get the difference between those two, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, next articles were January 28th. There were three of them. There was the request from the pilot's Federation to trace the distressed call. This is the first one that has to do with the mystery event from this week. 
Then there was the second one on the same day. Anonymous source refers to the distress call location. Again, that was tied to the mystery event. Then there was the third one, which was referring to the previous week's CG. And that was Sirius Corporation secures hosting of Galactic Summit. I'm going to point out, and we're going to get to this in just a moment when we talk about the CG, but there's a wording of this. After calling on the galactic community to gather data that would support security operations, many pilots handed in anomalous bulk scan data. Um, to quote the guy from Princess Bride, that, that word, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> January 29th. Halsey suggests motivation for assassination attempt. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. And I mean, come on, I don't need to tell you what's going on there. Everybody knows what's going on there. We all know what's going on there. And it's just like, get your popcorn ready and watch. Hudson's going down, motherfucker. He's going down like the Titanic. <sighs> all right. So let's talk about the community goals. Last week's community goal. Serious beat fucking Utopia's bid. Now, let's be honest here. When they say many took part in this event, um, yeah, no, it wasn't many. It was just barely 4% donated on the serious side. And 2% on the Pranavantal tech hippie side, the Utopia side. So, like, what we called last week where we were like, yeah, nobody's going to take part in this thing. The only people that are going to take part in this thing are the ones that that's their game loop. They do the CG all week, every week. It was abysmal numbers of people that did anything, had anything to do with this. It delivered anything. They got, they were expecting the goal, the final goal to complete this was... 312 and a half million for each side. What they got was 12 million and 6 million. So next to nothing. Let's take a moment. This is going to be, you know, the first community question. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll just hold off on that. We'll hit those when we get to the end of the community questions. We'll go through them all in order. But like, Nobody took place in part in this for exactly the reasons we told you nobody was going to take part in it last week. So then we get to this week's mystery event. Now, this is what we call Space Guantanamo Bay or Space Gitmo. Um, I'm going to I'll tell you when we get to the sort of super spoiler alerty part of it, if you don't want to hear. But let's start off with explaining how this all broke down on Tuesday on Super Cruise News. There was a mention of the event. They said, we're not going to have a CG this week, but we're instead going to have an event, a mystery, a thing that you have to do, something to find. And they gave off little hints that made it seem like it was going to be like another, like at a master event from thanks or from Halloween. And so everybody was excited and looking forward to it. Then they made a tweet and the tweet was the two pictures of the space dredgers and it got everybody excited and they were like "Ooh, space dredgers are coming back to the game uh then they posted two galnet articles uh on on the day of on thursday and in one of them it said 
hey, there's a there, here's a location and here's an 80 light year sort of area around that location that's your search zone to go and try to find it. <sighs> On the day of, it was brute forced within two hours. Um, okay, this is the part where we're going to go sort of spoiler alert. So if you're really like, man, I don't want to hear the spoilers in the thing, then just mute for like five minutes or whatever. Basically, the story is there was a location. It was Space Guantanamo Bay. You know, there was a place where they had the Empire had like a secret offsite black site prison colony. And in there, they had this group called the Theta Group, which were a bunch of neo-Marlinist terrorists that had been captured and that were being questioned. Uh, there was a prison break event that happened where sort of a ship came in with the local supplies and the changing of the guard. And instead of being the supplies and the changing of the guard, it was, uh-oh, neo-Marlinists that showed up, killed everybody, prisoners, guards, everybody, sort of just everybody indiscriminately, except obviously the neo-Marlinist prisoners, which they escorted back, quote-unquote, taking great care of them like they were imperial senators or whatever. They were like hobnobs. Uh, and then at the end of the whole thing, you know, sort of the last of the story is like, ah, oh, you see, they took the warden hostage and they're, they they had some special, you know, hat that they put on you. That's like a torture device slash truth serum thing. And they put it on him and it's like, oh, edgy fucking bad guys, whatever. Uh, so that's like the story of what had happened. Now, this is confirmed from an unnamed source. Um, the site was added for an unnamed source at Frontier, a, a, a developer, uh, somebody who is on the inside and not in the community management team. The site was added server side, not in the patch. There was nothing to data mine, and yet we brute forced it and found it within a couple of hours. Now, Frontier was very much surprised by this. They did not expect that the location would be brute forced within two hours. However, there were around 5,000 systems in the search grid. And there was a guy on Reddit who already, like Reddit, a group on Reddit, subgroup, whatever. They had a massive coordinated search complete with a spreadsheet and a checkoff list for the 5,000 systems. FDev really needs to stop being surprised by our ability to crowdsource a search. Like, just expect that we're going to be able to do that. It's not, you're not going to surprise us. Um, there was, according to the Steam charts, during the height of the event, there were over 11,000 commanders on in the middle of the day. And so even if just a small portion of those were doing that, it's a matter of like, okay, if 10% of the people on were doing that, then each person would have had to have literally searched five systems. Like, yeah, we're going to break your shit. We're going to find stuff. You're going to have to up your game if you want to make a mystery that lasts more than two hours from going live. Now, because of the fact that we brute forced crowdsourced it and and killed it quick you know it, it appears that maybe the event was completed however because it was brute forced maybe we didn't solve all of the clues per se so even though we got to the end of the story and that's confirmed there might be a step that we missed there might not be 
we don't know. So maybe there's going to be something else in the next week. There's a lot of people still sort of searching around down there for other stuff. And we'll see. Maybe something hinky happened. I don't think so. I think it was just literally they underestimated our ability to brute source search. But we'll see. Um, and I kind of gave you the story. I want to say one last thing. It's a little weird that the two pictures that were put in there that were maybe in sort of a reference to this. One was Space Dredgers, which had uh, clearly nothing to do with this story. And the other, which people were reading a lot into of like, wait, this picture, what is this? Is this a clue? Should we be looking at this? Should we look? It was a picture from a 2017 press release that had nothing to do with this event whatsoever. It was a thing about a Horizons press event launch thing. Like, so maybe dredgers are still a thing that's in the offing or in, in the in, in the possibility within the next six months or whatever. I don't know, but it's... But all I want to say is when you want to reuse assets, kind of be careful because people read into shit a lot and then they're going to get pissed off at you if the assets have nothing to do with the event whatsoever all right we're going to start with roy you had a feeling on the difficulty level of the uh, of the event <clears throat> yeah i think this is clearly a case of them underestimating underestimating the player base i mean if i was to make a um a venn diagram of people who might actually decode a real life alien signal like in the movie contact and players of elite i would suspect they almost nearly overlap. Um, there, there's players of this game that are honest to goodness, uh, astrophysicists, data scientists, programmers of all ilk, um, just a very smart crowd of people. And add to that, that they're passionate about the game. Um, uh, FDev needs to bring it, you know, like it, it, if you look at the spectrum of problems they've presented, it feels like we've got like Raxla on one end, which is obviously an enigma and has been impenetrable <laughs> for many, 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 many years. And mm. then we get these like play school, put the triangle block in the triangle shape of the board. I mean, I, I don't mean to mean too demeaning here, but how about we aim for something in the middle? Um, there's lots of, there's lots of games, other MMOs where it's obvious that when a puzzle comes out, they can marshal um, hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of people over the, and it usually ramps up over the course of a week and it gets crushed like there is some sort of diminishing return of how hard you can make the difficulty but my god there should be something that's harder to do than in a single day true and and you know <clears throat> as jimmy james would say from news radio raxla is a secret wrapped up in an enigma smothered <laughs> in a secret sauce <laughs> yeah for sure uh all right so that takes us to ben I just think it's a shame that you know Arthur's really bigging up. You know, we got this. You guys are gonna have so much hassle getting this down. And it turns out you've only got to go off and search five systems each. Or, you know, search an eighty eight It's a shame that the difficulty that they perceived was the fact it's pick systems in an eighty light year radius. Cause you crowdsource that shit, it ain't hard. Well, you know, it I mean, been a real puzzle. In fairness to Art, 
In a lot of other games, that would be hard. But the Elite Dangerous community, you're absolutely right, has 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 demonstrated an ability to knock that shit out like no other. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a community that will literally fly over a planet at under a kilometer looking for a thing. And they map that entire route out and assign a whole planet up to, to get people yep. scanning at a low altitude. Yogurt patrol. Hop, yep. hop, yeah, hopping in to honk a system. Right. So we've got... I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Finish your thoughts, sir? Sorry. It's just a shame that that's the way that they thought they'd make it hard. You know, I think it was harder with here's a puzzle you need to decrypt, frankly. Mm, yeah. Uh, and well, I know Frontier have staffers on hand who can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, to give you a reference, the puzzle to decrypt took six days. Uh, the uh, brute force uh, search in 80 light years area took less than two hours. Two hours. Less than. I mean, I, yeah. I was going to do it after work. Mm. And by the time I finished work, it was done. Yeah. Uh, although I will, the only thing I'll say about the the Halloween event was, I think the only reason it took two six days was they Bro. released here's a quadrant, here's a quadrant, here's a quadrant over the course of a week, mm. and by day four or five we had a fairly good idea what the message was going to say. Well, keep in mind though, there was also the other part of it in game. Once it was launched, that was the that was the Twitter whatever part. The second yeah. part of it though was the in game part, and that one took several days because the listening post was broken, so it didn't give out data for the first several days. But you're right, and that's a good way to to delay things, I suppose. No, that is not a good way to do things, no, Roy. I <laughs> Roy, you're up. Uh, if if FDev would like an example of world-class puzzles that can at least withstand crowdsourcing for a week, I would point them to Destiny 2's Corridors of Time puzzle that was about a year ago, uh, almost a year ago to the day, about a week and a year, um, where a feature of this was the end result of the puzzle was a massive map, but the way they'd scripted it was each time a player goes into the instance where they could get the clues, they would get a piece of it. And everybody was getting different pieces of it. So it forced collaboration among mm. a large group of players, which then made it take longer and it caused people to have to sort of group together you know, through discords or whatever, and people were making spreadsheets and kind of collaborating. Okay, everybody send their data here. And like, it, it, it really leaned into the crowdsourced aspect of it and introduced an element that made it so that, okay, you want to brute force this, it's it's still going to take now. Now it's going to harness the horsepower of Bruce brute forcing something through through a crowdsourcing effort. I dig it, Wolf. Yeah, I'm just reminded of uh, the tremendous effort that went towards remapping all the rings in the bubble when uh, we had the reroll of the resources when Tritium got introduced. Yeah, it took a while because there were many, 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 many more systems. I mean, you're, you're talking about the bubble. It's it's you know orders of magnitude larger in comparison, but that should have at least given them a clue that there are people who are out there willing to do nothing but just go from system to system, map out things. And I mean, that, that writing was sort of on the wall with how long would it take to brute force this? Everyone's already used to sort of working together for things. 
You're absolutely right. And tweaked. I, I, I want to be clear, and, and I want to give FDev a little credit for at least trying to give us some content, trying to give us a new mystery. I, I like when they do this kind of stuff, but, you know, for me personally, this was a huge swing and a miss because this broke literally. I was at work. It was about 1030. When the tick hit, I started seeing it on social media. It was done. Before I went to lunch that day. So by the time I got home from work that night, I, I've literally paid almost no attention to this because there was nothing to do with it at all. So it's props to them for trying to do something new, but they really need to start making these more multi-step, multi-prong, maybe multi-branched mysteries and stories for us to, to try to solve. You're absolutely right. Okay, so I'm going to close out this uh, subject by saying three things. The first, no spoilers, but for those of you who are listening to this who are like, ah, just tell me where the hell the place is. It's in the show notes. So in the show notes, when this thing goes live, you can pull it up uh, from the YouTube page and you can see the actual signal that is the distress signal mystery endpoint. And you can go and click on the logs and see them for yourself if that's what you want to do. Secondly, I want to echo Tweak's thought with regard to huge salute to Frontier for putting in something new and different. It's interesting. I dig it. Yes, you're going to have to up your game a little bit and understand that our ability to crowdsource a search is just stronger than you think it is. We are not your average gamer nerds, for we are space sim gamer nerds, and our EPIN will not be denied. And lastly, with regard to sort of um, the whole idea of it, I, I also want to give them props for this is not just an event that's there. This is an event that ties into the ongoing NMLA storyline. And I really, really, really dig that. But please, please, please be doing something with those space dredgers. Because otherwise, that was just a really bad tease to put that space dredger picture up. Because so many people are super excited and want to see those. Don't. All right. Next up, we've got the Frontier Friday Q&A. <sighs> All right, I, I've told you, and I'm going to be positive throughout the majority of the show. This is the part where I'm not. So if this is if you're going to get butthurt about it, this is the part where you want to go ahead and skip in the timestamp. Tomorrow they'll be timestamped. Skip to the next thing because this is going to be. I'm just going to do some real talk here, and not all of you are going to like it. I understand the frontier has decided to close down the AMAs. And the reason why they closed down the AMAs, let's be honest, is because they were going to get roasted mercilessly by people who are like, what the fuck with this delay? What the fuck with the divergent releases on different platform? What the fuck with uh, telling us everything is great and you're on time with the MCV article and then a week later, you know, whatever. There were going to be people that were going to roast them. So they're like, we got to get away from doing the AMAs. Let's ixnay on the AMAs. We're going to do the Q&As instead. And we're going to have a theme thing. And they're like, we've called these questions. Called these questions from where? I don't know. I never saw these questions in a thread somewhere. I mean, they're sort of more or less believable questions, but kind of called bullshit. And it's like, okay, you wrote these questions how you wanted to and got an answer. And even still, we got 10 answers this week. And the theme was that they were on ships and vehicles. Okay. Question number one, we already knew the answer to this weeks ago. Question number two was bad news. No update on ship and SRV combat. Question number three, we already knew the answer. Question number four, we already knew the answer. 
Question number five, we already knew the answer. Question number six is bad news. No change on ship HUD, which is actually not that big a deal, but it's not good. Question number seven is bad news. No new specific anti-personnel ship weapons. This to me literally just says, hey, yeah, the whole uh, concept of we're going to have air support, you know, uh, close air support that's going to be flying in and like, you know, you're going to be shooting at tanks or shooting at guys that are running down there to support your troops in a hot drop. Yeah, we're not going to do fuck all to support that game loop, which makes me sad. Question number eight, no hot drops, no parachutes. It's just a simple, you have to land and people get out just like any other time, <sighs> which again is the whole concept of, you know, hot dropping, like the idea of a drop ship or maybe you know, people could rappel down or you could do a thing like, you know, they got a jet pack, you stop 50 feet up and they jump out and then you run around shooting stuff to whatever. Like, yeah, no, that's we're not supporting that. Question number nine was bad news. No SRV engineering. And then question number 10. And question number 10 really sort of pisses me off more than all the rest of them. And that is because of this. Question number 10 to me is answered in a way as to almost assuredly be wrong. But here's the question. When doing multiple SRV, or excuse me, when doing multiple vehicle assault, is it possible for a player crew members to, for player crew members to drive SRVs from the ship they don't own? Similar to launching an SLF is now. Absolutely. For instance, there would be nothing to stop a commander in an Alliance Crusader have their two multi-crew teammates deploying in a ship-launched fighter and an SRV before landing and heading in on foot themselves. That is the direct quote answer from Gareth Hughes. Now, as it stands now, launching an SLF and then exiting your ship or exiting the area will cause the SLF to self-destruct. So either one, they buried the fuck out of the lead here as the only interesting not bummer answer in this entire Q&A list is that SLFs can now operate without a mothership, which would be super awesome, and would presumably mean that they get to land now. Or two, Gareth doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, which makes the whole thing a sad farce. Let that sink in for just a moment. Either A, this is really cool good news that was hidden, in which case I will immediately say, oh my God, Gareth, I love you. You're awesome. And this is great, but I doubt it. Or much more likely too, the guy who's answering the question doesn't even understand how it works now, much less how it's supposed to work in the future. So we're going to start with Roy. You had a question on the Q&As or a comment? Uh, yeah. So to me, a lot of these answers, I mean, obviously some of them have been already answered. The ones where they're presumably attempting to do something to give uh, new information, it, it, it feels to me like these are minimum viable answers. And in some cases, some of them are... Um, almost like answering the wrong question or I hope it's not intentional. I hope they're not playing like being silly and like, oh, we're going to answer this as though we'd slightly misinterpreted the question. But it reminds me of like I I uh, 
I know a fair bit about cars and engines. I used to work in the automotive industry and I can, you know, hold my own in a discussion about that. It reminds me like when I talk to my neighbor and they've just bought a new car they're excited about and it's maybe a, a sporty car and it's got some, I know something about it. And so I'll ask them some questions about the engine. I'm like, tell me about the car. And they're like, it's blue. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it's blue and it goes fast. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, it feels like there's this disconnect where we are much more aware of all of these topics and the people that are answering these topics or being, you know, the people that are feeding the answers are, I don't know, insulting our intelligence or something like there's something very, there's a, there's a cognitive dissonance here between the way that some of these questions are actually being very thoughtfully asked and in the much more simplistic way, often with a marketing spin that they're being answered. Yeah. I got the, I got the turbocharged catalytic converter on my muffler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the Jimson saddle. Make sure you <laughs> yeah. get the one with the Jimson saddle in it. Yeah, of course. Fine Corinthian leather. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're old enough to remember that. Wolf, you're up. If there's one thing that, that we've learned throughout the course of, of modern warfare developing what it is, is as we added aircraft to the capability of making war, it if you don't have air superiority in a battle, you don't have a ground battle period, because you're just going to get hell rained on you from above. And there's plenty of, of videos and whatnot of, of people playing around and blowing up SRVs and, and things of that nature, even when they're not really trying, quote unquote, that hard. So it's, it's notional to think that a ship coming through would just completely annihilate anyone with no on foot commander ability to break that and having to rely upon other commanders who would be in ships to come in and have that air battle above, you're going to completely lose out on the ability to have a superior force on the ground be able to quell incoming attacks in the air and address the other side at the same time. I think they're missing out on a tremendous game loop there. 100%. Ben? Have they not said that there will be ways for people on foot to take on air forces, whether it's through some kind of SAMs or jumping in turrets or something like that? They have. They have, in fact, made it sound like, well, you could attack a base with your ship if you feel like it, but you're going to probably lose your ship. They've said that. However, let's be honest... This is the same group that made, you know, the missions where, you know, oh, you're going to have to fly in and land five miles out and then get deploy your SRV and come over here and scan the thing. And everybody and their cousin that knows anything about BGS just It'll flies, rise up, scans it from the it. ship and ignores it. So yeah. there's question marks there for sure. Uh, tweaked is up and then Roy. For me, maybe maybe I'm still being grumpy and kind of pissy, but but to me, this is all just continuing the current trend of the last two or three weeks of almost no information. They they put out this shiny article that's hey, look at all this new information. It had almost nothing new in it. A couple things that were new were bad, but they were hoping we wouldn't notice that it's, it's shining. It's, it's flashing the shiny coins to the right-hand side while you're feeling up the wife around the left-hand side or something. It's, it's just, it's, it's a frightening trend they've been doing for the last two or three weeks. And I don't know when, 
what happened to cause this shift? Yeah, I mean, it was four things we already knew, five things that were bad, and one thing that makes me really fear that you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, Roy. Uh, I, I just want to thread on what Wolf Dragon said. That just blew my mind. Um, He's so right. The, I'm thinking back to every every uh, uh, analysis I've ever read of of modern combat. I mean, when think of uh, oh gosh, um, for those of us that can remember the the Iraq War, the first Iraq War that oh, yeah. happened live on TV, right? They didn't send in. They didn't send in first guys in tanks that could shoot down planes with SAMs all at once first they sent in the stealth fighters to take out the enemy air radars and sams then they sent in conventional aircraft to bomb the crap out of all that was left and then they sent in the ground for like it happens in stages and that seems to be an element that's completely missing here is uh, yeah why, why would you go in to attack a ground station and hope that uh the single resource you're sending in can handle every single um opponent it would it would make much more sense to to force some strategic thinking like okay first we have to take out that threat because it's going to kill us all but we have this specialized way to take it out then we can go in and do the thing that the aircraft can't do yeah 100 percent. there were some special forces that were dropped behind lines far to the west but in the east in the central built up divisions of the 99 hour uh original iraq war uh, when when Saddam pushed through to uh, to Kuwait, uh, taking taking Kuwait and and pushing on Saudi, yes, it was special forces in the far far west in the desert, and it was stealth bombers and then conventional, and it was war, it was air superiority that won the day, one hundred percent, no question. So we'll see how that goes. They they claim that they have a balancing mechanism put in place for this, and I, I think we are going to see some uh, surface-to-air rockets. I think we're going to see pilots, or not pilots, we're going to see commanders on foot with some form of SAMs or some form of... Uh, not an RPG, but something a little more beefed up that that would be able to to give a threat to ships. But I think we're also going to see a lot of situations where just people come in and bully the fuck. If you got a vet with prismatic shields and really good resistance resistances, they say you got to bring a small ship to be effective. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it because I think you're going to show up with a vet and just own shit. But we'll see. Maybe. All right. We got to keep it moving. Next topic. We've got um, now I, I will say this with regard to my whole question on the SLF thing where it's like this. I don't think Gareth knows what we're talking about here. I posted in the forum directly responding to Frontier on this matter and received no response back. Art responded to somebody real quick. And then I was like, hey, you've ignored my thing. And it seems to be a very big issue here. And no response. So the summary of this is we've got 10 questions, four were already answered, five were bad news, and one makes me think you don't understand what we're talking about. That's not great. That takes us to Elite Week, Elite Week Race News. Say that three times fast. All right. So right off the bat, uh, I want to give a shout out. In the show notes, you will see the uh, Elite Racers Discord. There's a link to it. Go check them out if you want to get involved in either of these two. Tomorrow... There's a new event for the Scarab Mastery. The Del Car events, they include a hill climb, a canyon jump, and a downhill race. It's at 1800 UTC, server time. Get in on that. 
on Sunday, we have the uh, Okinura, what is it? The Okinura System Ship Race at Fisher Terminal. So it's one of those where you go out through the mail slot, you fly around the hab ring, you go to the back of the station, you come back, you fly another loop around the other hab ring, you go back in. That's a lap. It's good shit. It's super exciting. Uh, so get in on that. The Elite Week uh, race, or sorry, the Elite Racers, um, their Discord is there. Uh, you should go check them out. They've been doing amazing stuff, as have the Buckyball Racers. All good stuff. We're now going to hop over to uh, Roy Stories real quick. Here we go. We now return to our Inara Commander series with Unisakashiro's Unbound, Part 17, Lucid Dream. Commander Audaxius is playing the role of Logan Valberg. The seal is broken. Seems like someone was in here and used the data link interface. Sakashiro crawled out from below the dashboard. I'll run a diagnostic and compare the cryptographic hashes of the firmware binary modules with those published by Falcon DeLacy. If they differ, it'll mean someone installed non-standard firmware on the ship. If so, can we undo the changes? Asked Valberg. He was kneeling on the floor next to her. She picked up a wall panel and put it back in place. There's a clean copy of the standard firmware in read-only storage that we can revert it to. It may be a bit older than the one Martin installed before he sold the ship to you, but at least we'll know it's genuine. She stood up from the floor, sat down in the pilot seat, and began typing on the terminal keyboard. I'll reboot the system in safe mode now and run the checks. The cockpit turned dark. All the lights, dashboard displays, and projections were turned off. Then the Falcon DeLacy logo appeared above the sensor panel, and the lights came back. The ship's Kovas introduced itself. Sakashiro resumed typing on the keyboard. The hash of the beacon control module doesn't match. Looks like Vera was right about the beacon being hacked. She said and stopped typing. I guess we can rule out that Martin replaced the module. So must have happened while the ship was in the spaceport hangar. Wouldn't the police need a warrant to do things like that? I doubt that federal police would leave a broken seal behind that tells the story. She said. As far as I could tell, the only other party going after you is the ISA. Of course, the Spaceport Administration wouldn't grant them access to my ship, would they? This looks like the work of a mole. He noticed that she was shivering. Are you okay? Just a bit tired. How about you take a nap in the bunk, and I'll finish reinstalling that firmware. You know how to do that? I'll figure it out. Don't worry. She nodded and left the cockpit. Why so nervous, Yuna-chan? Yuna was standing in a room in one of the food depots of Camp Corteza, a sweatshop labor facility at the edge of the Empire, populated by thousands of slaves. She was wearing a gray tunic that barely reached her knees. A barcode tattoo was visible on the backside of her shaved head. A pair of white plastic straps held her wrists bound together behind her back. Vargas was standing in front of her. She could smell the alcohol in his breath. The concrete floor felt cold against her bare feet. She was 16 years old. She was a slave. And right now, she was in trouble. On her watch, supplies had been stolen from the depot, and she had refused to rat out the person who did it. Vargas's reputation preceded his slaver career. As an Imperial intelligence officer, he had interrogated prisoners of war, and he never failed to impress his supervisors with creative ways to break his subjects mentally or physically. Yuna-chan, he repeated and stretched the syllables. That's how your mother calls you, right? I'll talk to her later, after I'm done with you. 
He moved closer and looked down at her. His hand reached for the hemline of her tunic. And then he froze. Sakashiro stepped out of her teenage body and watched the scene from a few meters away. This, she realized, was not reality. It was a moment from her past, buried for years, resurfacing inside a lucid dream. This time she was not frightened. This time she would not cry. This time the rape and subsequent beating would not happen. Because this time she was in control. The snapping sound of plastic straps torn apart was heard in the room. Yuna looked straight into Vargas's eyes. Unable to move, he saw her left hand appear from behind her back. Her fingernails had turned into inch-long claws. Her hand entered his torso with the sound of ripping flesh. It moved up inside his ribcage. She was not in a hurry. His face turned red. His eyes opened wide in terror, but he could still not move. Her fingers found his heart and closed around it. He was sweating and breathing fast. Then in a slow but forceful move, her hand pulled back. His eyes turned red as tiny blood vessels in the sclera began to burst from hypertension. She held the extracted organ in front of his face. I think you lost something, she said with a calm voice. Vargas's knees began to bend. He collapsed on the floor. His blood began to seep into the cracks in the concrete. Sakashiro woke up in the bunk bed of Valberg's ship. She spent a few minutes thinking about the dream. She realized that killing Vargas in the real world had not solved any of her problems. He was just one cog. To make a difference, she had to confront the entire machine. The ISA had to have enemies somewhere, and she wanted to find and join them, or bring them together. She returned to the cockpit to look for Valberg. How's it going? All done. I'm ready to move out. She did not tell him about the dream. Whew. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I forgot to say it, but I was about to be like, hey, Roy, let's be careful here. Like, just uh, as a behind, peek behind the curtains for y'all at home, Yuna Sakashiro is voice acted by Roy's underage daughter. She's like a kid. She, I don't know, 12, 15, something. She's a child. So I was like, I hope to God this doesn't get really weird to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, Unisec is sure story. Good, good shit. Really interested. Um, I would, uh, how, about how many more do you think we've got, Roy, before we're ready to swap it up and let another commander come in here for a go? I, wanna, I, I want you to get it to a good spot, obviously, but yeah, yeah, but, but I don't want it to end. I want to come back to you now. Yuna's good stories, man. Yeah, I, I've been talking uh, about that actually with the with the crew. So we'll we're gonna pick a point. We will. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I you're in charge of all that. I trust you. All right. <clears throat> so that takes us to uh, the next point, which is the Odyssey Galactic Expedition. So signups are ongoing. Professor Solace, friend of the show, he is doing a um, expedition where it's gonna go from. The bubble to Colonia to Beagle Point back to the bubble. 
it uh, is starting on February 20th and it's going till August. And he specifically said part of it, part of the whole thing of this is he's like, look, I'm really bummed about the delay. And I think that console users specifically are going to be super bummed and are having a rough time with this. Um, I, I want to try to make a thing for console commanders to take our minds off things and for us to have fun and for us to like try to see the bright side and to do something fun with the time. And that's going to get into one of our community questions later, but I want to give a huge salute to, um, you know, to professor solace and to the people who are finding the best in this, finding something that they can do with their time in some way that they can make it productive. And I mean, let's be honest, we're all a little bummed about the odyssey delay and whatnot, but this is an amazing game. This is an amazing universe. There's tons of things to see and do, and I appreciate the hell out of those people that are, you know, working with what they got and finding the, the, the bright side of it. So check that out. The link is in the show notes to the Discord for the Odyssey Galactic Expedition. Could be fun. Next up, we have Real Life Science. Now... We stopped doing real life science a while back because we were spending about 20 minutes a week on it. And I kind of want to focus the comms. I want to focus the show, the talk of the show, more on elite stuff and questions and discussions. Uh, so what we're going to do as a sort of a, a hybrid, as a sort of a compromise is I'm going to real quick rapid fire read you out a bunch of headlines of stories, of videos, of articles, of stuff. And then you can go in the show notes of the YouTube channel, uh, the YouTube show, and you can pull up and, you know, see these videos or read these articles yourself. That way, the people interested in the real science still get it, but the people that are just here for the elite talk can just have two minutes of waiting instead of 20. So rapid fire, here we go. There was an Event Horizon lecture, Planet Nine and the Fermi Paradox, talking about well, what's the deal with this Planet Nine? If it only comes around every, whatever, 20 or 30,000 years in some weird eccentric orbit, is there a chance that it causes, you know, sort of a, a reset? Or is there whatever? Uh, interesting stuff. Um, next, Anton Petrov. There was a completely new type of star that was found in the middle of an invisible nebula. It's this type of star we've never seen before and didn't know could happen. It's crazy massive, super huge, and like 40,000 times as bright as our sun. Like, it's crazy. Next, Insane Curiosity put out a video, China's plans for Mars, Tianwen-1, the extended project. After that, we've got real-life lore. Elon Musk's insane idea to get a million people to Mars by 2050. Next, we've got Primal Space, the Sea Dragon, the largest rocket never launched. This is fucking amazing. There was a rocket back in the 1960s that NASA had a program or a plan to do a rocket that was more than five times the size of the uh, Atlas rockets. Uh, and it was what they call a dumb rocket. It was built a different way, but it would work. They had It was so massive, you would have to literally tow it out to the middle of the ocean and launch it underwater. Because if you put it on a launch pad, it would destroy the launch pad. Crazy shit. Super interesting. Um, then we've got the UAE's mission to Mars, the HOPE mission. It will arrive in Mars orbit in 10 days. 
This is super fucking exciting. This is the first of three missions to Mars. We've got the Hope mission from the UAE. We've got Mars 2020 that launched in 2020 uh, from Earth, uh, from the U.S. And we've got the the Chinese with their mission to Mars, uh, Tianwen. And 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 like it's this is coming fast, and it's an amazing article. We are going to take some time out to cover that when that in February because I don't give a shit. It's it's that huge. This is massive. This is this is a milestone in the history of the Earth. This is this is the Wright brothers. This is fucking the the first. You know, this is this is Apollo eleven. This is big shit. Um, the next article is the Mars twenty twenty mission to arrive. Uh, at Mars on February the 18th. It's going to land in the Jezero crater with a very cool Perseverance little rover, and it's got a little helicopter drone thing attached to it. It's cool shit. I'm super excited. I am all about it. All right. That brings us to our discussion topics. So the first discussion topic is last week's engineering, Matt CG. We said right up front, nobody's going to do this. For multiple reasons. We listed them all in last week's show. Go listen to it. Um, and we were right. Nobody did it. It was literally 4%. It was barely. It ticked over. It was at 3%. And then at the last minute, it ticked up to 4%. 4% of the goal for the serious side. 2% of the goal for the tech hippie side. Nobody did it. Uh, well, a couple people did it, but very few. And whatever. Roy, hop in. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so I did the CG. Um, hey. But... <laughs> Go ahead. I ran into the five other people who were doing it at the time. Um, yeah. I, uh, to be fair, I had other things that I was, um, I'm out on an expedition with loose screws and I went back to the bubble. I had some other things to take care of. And while I was there, mm -hmm. I threw a couple mats into the, into the CG. And the only reason I did was, uh, I was sort of like, Hey, I've got, I've got a lot of these mats, level one data mats. It's not mm -hmm. a big deal. And, uh, the, 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 the thing, I think it was, it might've been Bruce that said it in the, in one of the streams, like if you're interested in the lore thing, like he kind of insinuated something big was going to happen based on the outcome of this. He, I mean, we talked about this last week. They didn't mm -hmm. telegraph exactly what it was. And I thought, you know what, just in case, let me throw something in here. And um, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm disappointed, but maybe the shoe hasn't dropped yet. I don't know. But mm -hmm. um, that's that was the only reason I did it is to kind of participate in it. But I was kind of hoping something bigger would happen. Yeah, to me, when they say, hey, man, this one could be really important, that would make me want to not do it even more. Because if it's an important decision and I don't have a fucking clue what the right answer is, I I, I mean, I made up an in-game. I made I made an in-game lore reason, like I'm currently pledged to Leon Roy. So that that kind of uh, was like, okay, well, I'm going to support the side. It happens to be lined up with someone I'm pledged to in power play right now. So I'll go mm -hmm. with that. You know, that was so all I had to go on. If that makes you a stormtrooper, then what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to be a dick. I'm just like, okay. Uh, I Literally, nobody's putting any dots. Nobody even gives a fuck about this CG in the, in the chat. I think that says everything. So we'll move on to the next issue. The next discussion topic was last week's, or this week's rather, Space Gitmo event. 
I, I, we've already sort of discussed it. We, we said all this stuff, but I, I do want to say huge salute again to Frontier for doing something new and different. I love that. That's awesome. Keep doing that. Shine on, you crazy diamond. I love you. Um, with regard to how, the fact that it lasted less than two hours, yeah, maybe you need to sort of just expect that we're, we're pretty good at this. And I, I hate to say it, but like make it harder. Uh, Wolf. I mean, maybe next time, don't just say, look around this spot for 80 light years. You know, if mm-hmm. we didn't know how far to look, it would have definitely thrown a wrench in the works for figuring out, okay, where do we need to look? How do we need to look? Yeah, you're right. 100%. All right. Which takes us to community question number three. Now, community question number three is there. I'm going to have a poll up within an hour of the show, you know, ending the live stream and being a video that's up, I'm going to put up a poll. And the poll is, and I, I want you to not only answer the poll, but I would like you to also put in the chat, like put in the comment section, some further explanation on this poll, on, on the idea. And so the poll is, what are you going to do with your time until the Odyssey release? And the options are A, play another game B turning the wheel you know I'm going to do the dark wheel C general exploration I'm going to go out on an uh, expedition I'm going to go join Solace Professor Solace I'm going to go join this one or that one or whatever D is going to be I'm going to take the cannon challenge E I'm going to start racing I'm going to learn how to race I'm going to go do the buckyball racer you know, uh, club organization events. I'm going to go do the elite racer events. F is I'm going to get into BGS. G is I'm going to learn how to flight assist off slash get good. H is I'm going to get good at PVP. I'm going to, you know, really get into it. I is I'm going to do AX. I'm going to do stuff for the hand or stuff for for the AXI. I'm going to fight Thargoids. I'm going to learn that thing. J is, you know, I'm going to do some content creation. I want to create my own version of Anara or I want to create another thing that does something that like is along the lines of EDSM, but different. Or I'm going to make a comic. I'm going to uh, uh, PAX. That's what it was earlier when I couldn't remember the name of it, where, you know, PAX, like Gabe and Tycho, is that, that they do those the PAX cartoons. Or I'm going to do like these guys that they do, you know, the 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 the, uh, the thing that we talked about earlier, that they make the little YouTube channel with the cartoons or whatever. Like maybe there's something you could do, content creation, or, or write stories like Eunice Akashiro and Mac Winston and, and the others. You know, like get into something cool and different content creations like make a podcast make a make a youtube channel make a twitch do something interesting or k would be other and you know then just write in the comment section what did it like oh i'm gonna do this or that or something that i didn't even think of so like there's a lot in this game this game is fucking amazing and yes we were a little butthurt for two weeks about the delay. But let's look at what we have and be thankful and try to find the things. And if you can't, if you're just like, man, I'm not feeling it, then option A is there for you. Go play another game. Go 
do, you know, whatever. Go do Cyberpunk. Go do Red Dead. Go do this one or that one. There's new shit coming out all the time. Join me flying around in Star Citizen and try some new shit. Join somebody else in whatever. Like, do what you need to do. But, like, yeah, let's get into it. Um... We're going to start with Wolf, and then we're going to go to Tweaked. So on the um, on the poll for doing BGS, um, uh-huh. the I didn't know why factions were in places, what influence the faction, its its government type, its you know, what what it is about that faction, the fact that they own a station or what that actually does in the game. It influences what missions are on offer, like what types mm-hmm. of stuff you want to do, how effective <sighs> doing different types of missions are. Like I, I have learned so much about this game from the standpoint of okay, well, we got to go here and do this, but these types of guys are here, so that means I need to expect that these types of activities can be done with this sort of effect and influence. Like, the, It's added a width and depth of knowledge to the inner workings of the why of the bubble that I had no idea was here. Right on. I dig that. I love that. Get involved. Join OPIX. Join, you know, I mean, the Dark Wheel initiative. I think that's pretty good. So come join us. But if you're like, man, I don't give a shit about the Dark Wheel or I don't like the Dark Wheel, join OPIX. Join, uh, you know, I forget the name. Father Bill has a, a group. You know, join Loose Screws. Join somebody. But, but like, get involved. Find a family that you can get with and 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 they can make it fun and make it interesting and you can do stuff right now roy is with the loose screws crew out on an expedition he's doing two things he's doing the the be with the group and go out there and explore shit and like god bless there is a lot to be curious slash angry slash whatever about this odyssey issue right now i will tell you this call me a fucking idiot maybe I'm Pollyanna maybe I'm whatever I think a month from now we're gonna have a lot of answers to shit and it'll calm down and we'll be moving in a productive direction and in the meantime there's so much to do that's fun and good and interesting and cool and different than anything else and if you're one of those people that you're like I have nothing new go play another game have some fun don't don't hate this game don't push yourself and force yourself to play this game because then you'll hate this game. Go do what you need to do. On that note, Roy, you're up. Or Tweaked, you're up, rather. Well, you said it a lot right there. <sighs> it's as salty as I have been the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But it really With reason. Down to With reason. With, right. Justifiably so, in yes. my opinion. Anyway. Yes. Not without... You have not been an asshole. You have been with absolute reason... Because let me say this, for anybody who's just starting to listen to the show, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tweak, but for anybody who's just starting to listen to the show, there has been nobody that has been a bigger fan and supporter of FDev than Tweaked over the last year. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tweaked. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and as salty as I've been, 
that I've come back to for me is community. <sighs> Specifically at Opix, we are over 100 members, and a lot of those members are newer players that have come to us looking for guidance, looking to learn about the game. So I've just reinvested myself into finishing off Opix's BGS, teaching these guys how to survive in this game, being these people getting all of these newer, younger commanders ready for Odyssey so that they can have fun with it when it comes out like me and my buddies can do. 100%. On top of that, on Xbox, we've had an uptick of ganking at Desiat, which in my opinion is a down and dirty thing to do because at Desiat, you have mostly new players, mostly unengineered new players trying to get their first engineer done. So... Part of what I'm doing when we're when, when we don't have BGS fires to put out when I've got some quote unquote spare time is I go to Desia and I patrol for those gankers. I gank the gankers, protect the noobs, and I've been having fun with that. So, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm going to say this: I 100 percent can back up Roy there, or sorry, tweak there. Um, if there's one thing I've heard about him, it's that he likes to finish off the new boys. Uh, <laughs> ben, you're up. Uh, I mean, I've always I've I've always described myself as a cheap whore when it comes to games, <clears throat> and that, that's always been the case. It's like, yeah, I've never been exclusive to any game, um, and you know, even at the height of playing Elite. I've still been playing Grand Theft Auto. I've still been playing RimWorld. I've still been playing um, Star Citizen or Cyberpunk or... Um, you know, like, past week, I've been playing Minecraft. I've been playing Minecraft with a bunch of other Elite Dangerous players, but I've still been playing Minecraft. You know, there are so many other awesome games out there, whether they're space games... <sighs> Or whether there's something completely different. Mm. Try it. 100%. Uh, sorry, another dead soldier. Uh, and a huge, huge uh, salute to that. Like, do, don't force yourself. Go, you know, next up. Go with, like, whatever you need to, to, like, keep things going and keep things fun. If... You're sour on Elite right now. Stop playing Elite. Go do something else. Don't force yourself to, like, do something that you're going to hate. But having said that, I will say this. Like, I'm having tons of fun playing Star Citizen right now. That's my... I'm cheating on Elite with Star Citizen. That's a thing on the side. Elite is is my main girl. Elite is what I love. Elite is here for forever. And go get involved in a group. Do some stuff with the burp pit. I fucking love the burp pit. Do some stuff with I mean, for sure, let me let me actually first whore myself out and say do stuff with the Elite Week Discord and do stuff with the Turning the Wheel Initiative. That's great. But like the burp pit is amazing. Live radio is amazing. The loose screws are amazing. Like there is so much fun stuff out there. Get involved. Join up with, you know, Professor Solace. Look at right now. 
you know, uh, uh, Alec Turner is doing a trip out to Colonia and he's blogging it. We talked about it last week and have the link in there. Every week he's got a cool new story of his thing. Like, like that is a cool thing to do of just saying, like, I'm going to make my own fun. Like, I love Alec. Alec is a much better person than me because, like, I get sometimes I get a little salty or a little whatever. But, like, Alec is just the sweetest. He's a sweetie. He is, like, just such a good person of, like, oh, this didn't happen. You're going to have a year delay. You're going to have whatever. Like, you could tell Alec Turner, oh, we're going to delay stuff for 10 years. He'd be like, okay, I'll make my own fun. It's okay. Like, he's such a good guy. Look at the stuff that he's doing and the stories that he's making. His stuff combines multiple things that I talked about earlier. Number one, like go out and explore general exploration. And number two, be artsy fartsy and make a thing. He's making his weird, cool blogs of like his adventures and, you know, things that he gets involved in and little mishaps and whatever. I see Chig in the chat. I fucking love you, Chig. You're a good fucking dude. And I, I love Jay and Trax. Jay and Trax kind of shit on me indirectly in the last, you know, two weeks ago in the whatever where they were like, whatever. But like, I dig it because he's not doing it as a shitty human. He's doing it as like, that's how he honestly feels. And I, I respect that. Like, he's not, he's not doing it from a standpoint of like, like shittiness he's doing it like he just defends frontier he loves frontier and i love that about him he's a good fucking dude like whatever i think jig kind of feels more along my lines of like oof but like again a good honest fucking dude the loose screws are you cannot question the fact that they are good people they're a fucking awesome community I mean, obviously, I'm going to pimp out my community first, the the Elite Week community, but Loose Screws are a great community. And, like, maybe we're the right fit for you. Maybe they're the right fit. Maybe both. Maybe the Burr Pit. Maybe all three. Like, there's so much fun stuff in this game to get involved in. All three? Yes, all. And Lave Radio. <laughs> and Lave Radio. <laughs> Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> Fuck off, Ben. I've already given... I've given multiple... Dude, I've given multiple props. I love everyone in Live Radio, with the possible exception of Shan. I love everyone in Live Radio. Uh, you know, like, one you have been muted for a while there. They're all... No, but I mean, seriously, no joke. Like, legit. Like... There are so many cool people and families in this community to get involved with. So many but communities. So, so many. Get involved with one. Join. Go join the Lave Radio Navy and, and help to defend it. Like, go join this group. Go join that group. Like, <laughs> hey, fuck off. You can't back off now. Hmm? Yeah, it's, it's just the Lave Radio Network. You keep saying Lave Radio Navy. I thought the LRN stood for Lave Radio Navy. His network. <laughs> well, fuck off. I think you're fairly gay. Whatever. Hey, All right. Pay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Ben, you're up. Then Roy. I was actually going to ask you. You know, you know how you said you were playing SC. Yes. I know when I've been playing SC, I'm like, yeah. You know, I just had like earlier this evening. I had an epic event. Yeah. I did you do the Idris in, event? Um, no, I don't think so. I was in somebody's giant ship mm-hmm. where there's one pilot, six guys in turrets. You were in a Carrick. Uh, I don't, yeah. We were in some big fuck off. It was. Ship. A, it was care. a Carrick. Dude, how do you not fucking know? It was a Carrick. <laughs> we were, we were, well, anyway, we had two wing, two yeah. ships, yeah, full of seven people. Okay, and then we were going around uh, just doing assassination missions. If and it, it was, was amazing. If it was six in one ship, it was a fucking Carrick, bro. Learn, yeah, anyway, learn, no, son. No one, no one cares. I care. That's, that's irrelevant. Uh, the, the important thing is, it was fun. It was amazing. Yeah. But the other thing is, to get there, it mm-hmm. took us about an hour mm-hmm. to get everybody onto the ships. And you're praying to, to God you don't 30k. Work, to get the ships actually working, mm. you know, I got onto the ship. First time I got on the ship, I got into my turret, mm. I went up, and that was all fine. Mm. And then all of a sudden, my body was halfway through the canopy. You, yeah, I've had that. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, I was ejected out into space. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get back. Mm-hmm. Then I had another case where, for some reason, I was in selfie mode in space. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we had this awesome story, and that was great. But oh my god, the pain to get there! Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to Chris Simmons in the chat. It could have been a hammerhead, but I think it was a carrot. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It was a. It was a. It was a hammerhead, actually. I remember because they were wow. saying HH all the time. Okay. Yeah. True. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Hammerhead rings a bell. Yeah. Right, and, and three point. Knows. When when Ben says huge fuck off ship, he means hammerhead now. And in 3.13, that hammerhead will have a docking ability at Port Alisar. And it's, never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. I, this is wrong show. Wrong show. Wrong show. Sorry. Yeah, I'm seeing all these lovely things, and I think they're great. But oh my god, the pain! And I just wish, yeah, you know, I wish Elite could do some of these things and do them right. But fuck off, Ben. Say the butt. If you don't say it, I will. <laughs> you go for the butt, Kai. I know, All right. I know you like that. <laughs> I go for the butt. I don't give a shit. You're talking to a Marine, son. So here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. Star Citizen is better than Elite in so many ways. However, Elite is way better than Star Citizen in so many ways. They Each one has what the other one doesn't. And what Elite has that Star Citizen doesn't is fucking stable servers. Jesus Christ. I love Elite. I love Star Citizen. But the more that I play... You're right. Star Citizen has a absolutely, at best... 40 to 60 percent flight model compared to elite right now they claim that better stuff is coming system. no yeah, no you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong no. you're sorry but you're wrong it, it, it could yeah i've flown i've only flown two ships i've flown the drake nope black and the origin 300i first off you don't I even know what it is it's a cutty it's a cutty son it's a cutty black that's the first <laughs> ship that I bought with credits in game. It's a cutty okay. black. But 
This okay, look. I should chuck the rock into. Here's the thing that I love about playing Star Citizen. I get sad that Elite doesn't let me walk around in my ship. Star Citizen does. Yes, I get sad that Elite doesn't let me mine on on uh, with an SRV. Star Citizen does. I get sad that Elite doesn't let me mine in caves. Star Citizen does. I get sad that I only have one SRV. Star Citizen has like eight different types. And there's in 3.13, there's the Tonk coming in March. Yay! But here's the thing. Star Citizen has shit servers compared to Elite. Star Citizen has one system. Elite has billions. Star Citizen has... No serious BGS or side kind of like ability to like like they both complement each other so well because the things that I miss from Elite I get in Star Citizen. But if if you were to put a gun to my head and say pick one, you only get one. Elite oh, is Elite is my baby and always will be. Elite is my true love. Everything else is just the girl on the side. You know? And that is the truth. All right. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I wandered to the side. I'm coming back to Roy. Roy. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to pick up on a very interesting thread that uh, Corey Stevenson and chat started Fair. Uh, in, in the YouTube chat about basically just said as a new player, where do I start? And I think this dovetails perfectly with what are you doing until Odyssey comes out? And just to say it, so many people in the chat have come out with all kinds of suggestions and things. Like there's, it, it, it's a long answer, right? There's so many things and it actually lines up pretty well with uh, everything in the poll, except perhaps with the exception of playing another game. Mm. Um, any any of those things in the poll are like something you could lose yourself in for months. Mm. And uh, uh, I, given that, so many people joined through either the the epic free account or perhaps just hearing about odyssey the hype around odyssey and now they're here and odyssey is delayed and they might be thinking like oh was i just sold a bill of goods is like am i going to be waiting now for something like it could be a bit of disappointment on top mm. of or different from people that have been playing the game for a long time and i would just point out that like uh in our in our chat, lots of suggestions about um, mm -hmm. all kinds of, and you've, you 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 touched on a bunch of them in the last 15 minutes. There's all kinds of content creators. Mm -hmm. You can go back four years, in five years, six years in in uh, YouTube and podcast history, mm -hmm. and lose yourself in all kinds of instructional, um, uh, you know, uh, play along videos or people saying, uh, even if you just search on what should I do as a new player and elite, you're going to come up with a very long list. Uh, you know, from the likes of, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the Burr Pit, uh, Down to Earth Astronomy, uh, Exegesis, uh, Cookie Videos, the Pilot Ship Review Videos, um, all the podcasts that have been mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, ours, not not the oldest one, obviously, Lave Radio, Loose Screws. Uh, there's There's been a ton don't, of them. If there's don't forget, don't for, sorry, but don't forget guard frequency don't forget Hutton orbital yep. truckers don't yep. forget uh beyond dockers oh, yeah. yeah sorry don't forget don't, oh, don't forget flight assist off because i'm gonna i'm gonna forget somebody and be embarrassed about it you know, right, right, right. The show's over it's 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 just a tremendous list but the point is if you're mm -hmm. a new player listening listening to us now on this pod on the podcast or youtube like don't feel like you've just jumped into the game and because odyssey's delayed you're now mm -hmm. out of luck like there are there are literally hundreds and hundreds of things to do game loops that will um 
perhaps become the thing you're passionate about mm -hmm. uh, after you watch someone play it a few times. So uh, please check out check out all these other content creators as well that that can help you answer that question because it is uh, there is no shortage of things to do here. Absolutely, and I, just in case, I'm sorry, I'm a little drunk. I don't know if you said the two, the, like my absolute two favorite, the two that I would take on a desert island. Well, the three that I would take on a desert island. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm going to leave podcasts out of it because I've said them all. I, you know, I love Loose Screws. You know, I love Lave Radio. You know, I love Hudden. You know, I love Flight Assist Off. I love all of the different podcasts. Uh, Guard Frequency for sure. But like from a, a YouTube slash uh, Twitch standpoint, I cannot enough tell you, if you are not listening to Down to Earth Astronomy, if you were not watching every stream by Down to Earth Astronomy, you were doing it wrong. If you are not watching every fucking thing the Burr Pit puts out, you are doing it wrong. If the Burr Pit puts out a new video, if Sag Eye puts out a new video, uh, and you know what? It's not technically elite, but it's so fucking cool. You have to check it out. If Parallel Worlds puts out a new video and you haven't looked into it, you're doing it wrong. Like, yes, I love you for saying all of that, Roy. Like, there's so much out there. Well, and, and, and maybe the, 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 the bookend of the whole thing is we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our... Our newest co-hosts, our, our co-hosts who are absent this evening, uh, Boss Lake yes. and WK Jazz, who are, uh, you know, stunning on Twitch and have awesome streams uh, quite frequently yes. every week. So, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, absolutely. new players, lots to do. Um, we should we should maybe make a list and put it in the show notes or something or do something about that because it just occurred to me like there's there's so many people that are affected in a different way by the Odyssey delay than than uh, than the veterans. Absolutely, Boss Lady B and Finance Friday. I fucking love Boss Lady B. Like, her streams are so good. Her community engagement. And WK Jez, he's sort of, because he's doing school right now, he's on at different times, at different whatever. But again, you, you're absolutely right. His community engagement, his ability to stop and do things with people and whatever, like, fucking A. It doesn't get any better. Uh, I, I, the elite community is so good. There's so much things to do right now. If you're like, oh, I'm bummed that, you know, Odyssey's pushed past six months. Yeah, I'm bummed too. But guess what? Go make some money. Go do a thing. Go get good at Flight Assist Soft. Go get good at PvP. Go get good at AX. And, and when I say get good at PvP, I'm not saying gank people. I'm not saying be a fucking small dick asshole that just shits on people for funsies. You can go set up fights in PvP with good players. There's players out there like Hazmango, like, uh, uh, I'm, again, I'm very drunk. Uh, there's there's a list of names of people that are like legit good that are not the fucking little dick I'm going to kill the noobs but good players that will say like come on let's have a good fight let's mix it up let's scrap let's go and you don't have to do that so that you're able to kill noobs you can do that so that you can defend yourself so that you're good when you get attacked by an asshole like I, I will never, I don't care how good I get at this game, at combat, I'll never go out griefing people just because I have a life. I don't live in my mom's basement. I'm not some fucking small dick loser that needs to make somebody miserable to feel powerful. I get my joy out of other things, but I, I get my joy from helping people, you know, 
System Hat Podcast. I got to fucking check that. Oh, System Chat Podcast. I got to, yeah, I got to get into that. All right, cool. I'm going to check it out. I dig it. I just literally, Christian Werner, you said a thing in the chat. If that's a real podcast, I got to check that out because I did not know about that one. Oh, dude, the Fatherhood News fucking group and, mm. and Al Gareb. There are new podcasts out there. There's Elitacast. Se habla español si se puede. There's shit out there for people in different languages. There's good stuff. Absolutely. Witch Space News every fucking Friday. I do not. I, that's the burp pit. I do not ever Mitch, miss Witch Space News on Fridays or uh, 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 Hello Dave on Mondays. Those those are like required <clears throat> viewing. All right. Go ahead. Roy, you got something. I was going to say, I think Tweaked had a, with all of this, even even all the things we've just mentioned, it can still seem overwhelming. I think Tweaked had a great sort of goal-oriented um, short-term medium thing that new players could try. I've been tweaked. Well, it's not even a short-term medium, really. I mean, I've been playing three years, and I, within the last probably six months, finished it up. Oh, but it's a place they can start. It's a place they can start yeah, that can you know, keep going. And, and for the but tell them what it is. <laughs> they're listening to all of these great podcasts, and we can't forget Sagittarius Eye. Oh, yeah. the best. Oh the single best, period. Bar none. Better than us? Right. By far engineering this delay for odyssey gives all these new players a chance to get out there and start working on the engineering grind so that their ships are ready so that they have all their mats mm. that they mm -hmm. don't have to take time away from the odyssey new stuff to do all the stuff that's available to us now they can get all of that taken care of wrapped up tidied up all of a day and then enjoy yes. all the fun odyssey stuff Yes. And fucking A, how did I, how, my brain, how the fuck am I that drunk that I missed Galnet News Digest? Peter Watherspoon and fucking Beetlejude Galnet News Digest. If you are hearing this, pause this podcast, pause this YouTube show later, whatever. Subscribe to Galnet News Digest. It's the single best, like Galnet News Digest and Sagai are like, to me, the highest of the high. And just below that is Lave Radio. And then just below that, I think, is us and Loose Screws. And also uh, Hutton. And like, and, 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 and Flight, like, oh, geez, so many right now. It's like, ugh. But they're all awesome. Go check them out. Some of them you're gonna like, some of them you're not. Okay, it's, it's, it's personal taste, whatever. All right, so um, yes, Fox's step-by-step -step guide to unlocking engineers. Look that up. Google it. One hundred percent, Wolf. You're. I'm sorry, Wolf. Step in. Say the thing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just gonna echo uh, tweak there on that with with the engineering, um, especially coming at it from from a new start. Uh, there's there's a guy in in Black Sky Legion who's uh, really new, and he's learned a lot in a very short period of time um and one thing that i pointed him out to uh is a reddit post and it's called fox's step-by-step -step guide to unlock the engineers some of those engineers are going to take you a bit of time to do just because uh you've got to travel five thousand light years away from the bubble and then you got to come back so you'll get a feel for doing exploration others of it is going to be you need to trade with i think it's 50 different stations or 50 different systems rather in order to unlock that particular engineer doing all the different things in the game 
will give you a feel for what you like and what you don't like. And once you know that, you can tailor your experience further. Um, it's very easy to get lost in doing all these different things, and some of them take a, a little bit of time to do. And the delay for Odyssey, however long it is, opens up the perfect opportunity to do that. Yes. I need to uh, interrupt you, Wolf, to say two things. Number one, I have a comment here from Nomad who says, all thanks to Wolf, best XO, so helpful dude. Seriously, thank you so much. And Chris Simmons, who says, down to earth astronomy and that commander's toolbox website. Fucking good mm. stuff. Yeah. And and Matthias, absolutely for lore. And Guru951. And uh, uh, Mechanic Drew Wagar. And Drew Wagar. Like, dude, if you're one of the people from the Epic Times or one of the people that it's like, I'm before the Epic Times, but like I've been playing this for six months and I'm just starting to get into the extended community. Oh, fuck. I'm so jealous of you. You have so much good stuff in front of you. Um you start with just going through every last episode of Sag Eye Magazine from episode one to today. It's worth it. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's it's just so good. It's on podcast. And then all of these other things that we said. All right. We got to we got to move on. We got to whoo. We're way late. Uh, the last discussion. top. Well, no, apparently a discussion topic got added by fucking Ben. So uh, the second to the last discussion topic, wishlist series. Each week, we're going to go into a deep dive into one item from the wishlist. This week, it's going to be more of a shallow dive because we're fucking half hour late. All right. So this week, we got small ship gameplay. Look, here's what I want. Make some little teeny tiny stations that don't have a medium ship fucking pad. They only have small ship pads. Make some situations where you have to pick up a thing, a MacGuffin. And hold it in your fucking cargo hold while you do the mission. And it only, it's unstable. It'll only work with small ships and won't work with mediums. Have something where it just says flat out, this mission can only be done by a small size ship. It can't be a medium. There's so many different ways that you can go about making it to where small ships are in some way viable. Elite uh, Frontier has, has hinted, they've teased they're like, oh, there's some stuff that you're going to need a small ship to do when you're dealing with these systems or stations or whatever to like avoid the guns. I'm not sure that I buy it yet, but like if it's true, that would be fucking awesome. Like we need small structures, small pads, small caves you have to fly through, small system only MacGuffins that you have to have or just flat out where it says it in the in the in the. Uh, uh, mission notes that it's like this can only be done by a small ship because whatever make up a fucking reason you guys are smart you got writers on staff fucking make it happen but like we I, as a as a person who has billions of credits and over a hundred ships in this game I would like to have some reasons to fly a Viper Mark III, to fly a fucking, and not just as a racer. Obviously, you fly a Viper Mark III as a racer. You know, obviously, you fly a fucking uh, a Federal uh, Eagle when you're doing, like, tooling around in canyons, FA off, whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want a reason, BGS-wise, why I would take a small ship 
to a combat mission, why I would take a small ship to a data delivery, why I would take a small ship to a cargo or a mining mission, but like something that is structured such that it makes it viable. Um, and you know what? I'm purposely leaving out the best answer because I see that Roy has it. So Roy, hop in with it. Stealth, please. I mean, yes. they have it. They have it for PvP to to a degree, although you can defeat it fairly easily with mm -hmm. night vision and an emissive weapon. But um, it seems like the obvious use for a small, like I'm thinking, you know, Star Wars uh, A-wing. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's the obvious use for a tiny fast ship. Um, and and I know they had to do some, th or maybe had to do is a bit over generous, but they did some things in the past so that it wouldn't be super overpowered in PVE. But now maybe they could have a more thoughtful approach to that because um, there is a lot of uh, interesting uh, ship builds that can be done um, around that. They've got all these mechanisms in the game, low emission engines and, uh, you know, how you can control all your modules on off and making all kinds of choices around heat. But you don't get to use that mechanism in any in any PVE content. So I, I think that could be a huge huge reason to, to go back to small ships. How about this, Roy? How about a hard point that is small ship only, that is a recon module, and you're told flat out that you have to fly your small ship, stealthy as fuck, over a base and take recon, take pictures like you're an mm. SR-71 or a U-2, take pictures uh, high up over a installation, and that if you take a medium ship or a large ship, you will automatically fail that mission. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. You could also have a stealth mission where you have to do something similar to that, say, into a Thargoid infested system and not get detected. Oof. For example. Dude, you're bringing, you're giving me Jameson vibes, bro. Cobra Mark Three, Tweet. Or even just missions where they give you a, you got to do a Star Wars through the Death Star kind of fight to get something that you can't fit a crate into and you have to take your Vipers and Vultures and that kind of stuff. These small ships are a ton of fun to fly. Most people, once they get some money, they go up to the mediums and the larges and they never look back. Another little thing that I do with them, it, it, you can piss some people off when you beat uh, the Ferdy and a Viper or a Vulture. They, they don't like that. So that's mm. Mm. Ben, why would we take small ships? You're missing the most important point why you take a small ship. Uh -huh. It's so much fun to fly a small ship compared to something like a Cobra yeah. or a <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's true. That's Fuck true. yeah. Dude, I, the most fun I've ever had in this game has been in a vulture. Wolf. I, I'm going to have to disagree with the vulture and uh, completely prop oh, the courier. courier. Um, oh, yeah. So, so good. So good. Sword, Sword came up with this crazy high-speed build. I, I, mine does, I want to say, over 600 meters a second just firewalling the throttle i hit the boost button this is like okay it's over 800 I'm not paying attention because stars are streaming by the cockpit uh-huh i think the, it like 880 that, i think yep. that that thing is so much fun to fly and i have gone out of my way to figure out just different ways to use it i know he uses it to um do combat against other other ships i mean what what more fun can you have? It's like, oh, it's a planetary landing. Ugh, you can just scream on in there. And then, you know, for ha-has, decide to let the auto dock happen. And because of how fast it is and the fact that there's gravity on a planet, 
it pogo sticks up and down off of the pad because the game can't figure out when it needs to put down the landing gear. <laughs> if you want to fly around and have some fun, like really, really like fuck some shit up, dude, the vulture. Oh, but if you want to fly around and just troll the fuck out of people and go, me, me, road runner. Yeah, that <laughs> I courier is the shit or the Viper Mark III. Blockade runner. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. Um so good. So good. And Ben, I'm gonna we're we're gonna come back to you. Tell us what makes you happy. I have to admit, you know, I know you I, I know you're in love with the vulture, but <sighs> I'm I am much more of an eagle guy. You just give me that maneuverability and I will run rings around your vulture. Hmm. Uh, let me, with my uh, okay, I, 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 the only thing I will say about this is my experience with playing a vulture is pre-engineering days. Mm. So these days you can go off and say, hey, you know what? You know how the vulture is meant to fly in a fa straight line really fast? Well, I can turn now too. You, you and, heard it. You know, not that I'm salty about engineering and things like that, but yeah, anyway, moving on. You heard it here, folks, first. It's going to be a showdown. Me and a vulture versus Ben and an eagle. We'll see who wins. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Just yes. So that is our uh, community question number four, which was, you know, wishlist series. Make small ships great again. Oh, too soon. I can't make a trope reference. Never mind. Uh <laughs> And then community question number five that was ruthlessly added by Ben without even fucking asking, which is get the devs this to play CQ the game. Five. Hey, Ben, could you go and ask that for me, please? Go ahead. <laughs> Tell us. Go, Ben. Oh, so I got to bring up the show notes now again. I <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, you, so, you were going to make the point of the, telling the devs that they have yeah, to the dot, devs dot, dot. to play the get the devs to actually play the game for a few hours each week, mm -hmm. uh, mm. which is I think a comment that you went off and made over in the live radio server. Yeah, in private. Yeah, but it was yeah. a situation of well, in fairness, I think I made the comment that it was obvious in. Uh, it was obvious in Gareth Hughes' answer, I think. I could be wrong. Maybe he's fucking exactly right, and I'm just an asshole that's mishearing what he said. But I think when he says, yeah, there's no reason why you can't deploy an SLF and an SRV and then land and get out of your ship. It's like, I, oh, I, think I can tell you a reason. Gar I think in that situation, it's a... It's a it's a talky snafu, I think, is what, what that is. Mm -hmm. Whether it's... Whoever did the write-up, not writing what Gareth said right. Maybe. Or Gareth speaking and not thinking fully about his answers. Like, yeah, you know, you can you can go and get your SRV down, you can get your SLF down. Mm. You know, he's not stopping and thinking. You get your SLF down by ejecting it while you're 10,000 meters in the air, I think it is. And you get your SRV down by landing it. He's not caring about it. It's just like, you know, you've got three of your mates in your ship. Two. Send out a couple yeah. of them. I thought you can get three in some, can't you? Well, no, but in the comment that he made, it was two. Okay. One in okay. SLF, one in SRV. Okay, so whatever. So, you know, you get one person in an SLF. You know, while you're flying down, you eject the close air support. Then you come in. You do your landing. 
you go in and then you and your other mates jump into SRVs or your mate jumps into an SRV and goes off and scoots around taking out all the anti-aircraft turrets mm. and you go off and you start clearing out all the on-air thing and then your buddy in the SRV, you know, scoots up to you, jumps out and then the two of you go in and daka 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 while the, the close air support guy is just basically doing strafing runs, keeping the area clean and you know, keeping an eye on things for you. Mm. Yeah, I don't think the SLF is going to be able to fight. I think you, you know, possibly a little bit over enthusiastic in the answer, maybe. Um, but that's not the I point. The think, point is, I, no. you gave an answer that tells me you don't know how the fucking game works, and your response, Ben, was, "We should have the uh, 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 the the devs play the game enough that they would know stuff like this, right?" That's what you said, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. All right. I think I think it would be a good idea to, you know, that as part of the dev's job, as part of everybody working in Early Dangerous's job, or in any game's job, you know, you should play a couple of hours a, d- a week at least hmm. in the game you're meant to be playing, and you should be playing it as a player. Fair. Roy. You know, none of this dev book. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I have a, I guess you say a real life example that sort of is parallel to that. Um, I, I, I worked in a lot of factories where uh, when new engineers were hired, uh, part of getting, and these were engineers who were going to support uh, production operations. So they, they were doing um, designing machinery, helping people that were working on the production line with processes and stuff. And part of their onboarding was they had to work on the line for a month just to kind of understand the pain points and and the little things that, you know, pet peeves or whatever, plus the larger plus the larger scope of how things went. I, I, I could see that making a lot of sense just in general, and I, maybe they do this already and we don't know it, but I would certainly do it in a way where um, the devs aren't identified as such. They can just create a game persona and go to oh, yeah, Discord privately. and get in the game, right? Yeah. So get pestered otherwise. But yeah. it, it makes all the sense in the world to give them an orientation around that. And then, yeah, keep checking in and, and play at some frequency because if they're, the, you know, it, it can't just all come through um, the community management team or something. The devs need to have a visceral feel for some of the, they'll, they'll have a better product if they have a visceral feel, feel of how some of this stuff works. A hundred percent. You do it the way that Eve did it, where they had players, they had devs, their devs all played and they were all in anonymous accounts. So it'll be, you know, Joe Smith. You don't know that he's a dev. All right. uh, Let's see. Next up is Tweak. And then we're moving to the closeout. Go ahead. I think it's a great idea to have the devs playing for a few hours every week. But the problem with that is they don't play the way we do. To fix that, you're not going to throw them into the public where you're going to get roasted if somebody knows who they are. Bring them up with us. Let us take them mat grinding. Take them to the crystal shards. Take them to mm. their manufactured mats. Let us show them how we play the game for real. Let them suffer some of the pains that we all suffer every day. Mm-hmm. They can actually get a feel for what this game really is. 100%. I'll tell you this just anecdotally real quick. It was when Bruce was a new player and he was hanging out. We were hanging out in comms and just shooting this shit while he was doing stuff. And he was starting to level up his private account, not his his dev account or CM account. And he was doing power play for the first time. And 
he was like, wait a second, what the fuck? I have to like click every 10 time every after every 10 for these merits. And I was like, yeah, I was telling you it was dumb. And he's like, oh, you're right. It's dumb. We need to do something with this. And it's like, yeah, you see it differently when it's you that 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 when you play it and then go, wait, what? I have to refresh. I have to click click every 10 times on these merits. I can't just fucking click once, take as many as I like and pay the fee. I have to. Uh, yeah, it, it hits close to home. All right. That closes out community question number five. As always, community question number six is: What do you think about the show? What do you want added? What do you want taken out? What do you, what can we do better? What can what what are we doing awesome? Whatever to give us your feedback. Um, last week we told you that there would be a contest winner from the YouTube comments. There were forty YouTube comments on last week's episode. We're gonna put Ben on the spot. Ben, pick a number between one and. 40 and that is the winner it'll be the one that is one higher up as i go through right now on the list or if the one higher up is me then i'll go one down i'll, I'll go till i get to one that's not me because I, I respond to people so i don't i mean i'm not going to win this and the winner will receive expedition artemis album code from miguel johnson you'll get an online code for a very cool fucking album uh the link is in the show note to miguel johnson bandcamp.com album expedition artemis so pick a number between one and 40 ben 16 one six fuck it i'm drunk you gotta pick a high number okay so we got one two three three and four is seven seven eight eight nine nine ten ten eleven uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16. The winner of the album is Light Woven, who six days ago posted uh, PD with those effects are awesome. Indicates new experimentals incoming before Odyssey? Question mark. You are the winner, Light Woven. So uh, I'm going to uh, look for you to reach out to me. Uh, on the Discord, so hit me up, um, and yeah, I will uh, probably have you post another comment just so I can confirm. If it was somebody that I knew, then it would be easy, but I don't have any clue who Light Woven is, per se, so I'm going to have them post another comment by the same name, and I'll tell them what to post, and then when they do, I'll be like, okay, I know it's you in the Discord. So hit me up on the Discord. You just want an album from Miguel Johnson. Uh, yeah. So congrats. All right. Next up is State of the Game. Let's start with Roy. Uh, you know, not much new news. I think it's still a six, but we're managing and finding ways to, um, I know I'm finding ways, as you've said with <laughs> others, having ways to find, you know, have fun with this, even if, uh, we haven't got all the questions answered we wanted. I'm very much uh, loving the the expedition of Mama Loose Screws. I've got a side project that's sort of parallel to that that I'll be ready to talk about in a few weeks with some interesting stuff, I hope. So, yeah, Beautiful. that's what I'm working on. Beautiful. Wolf? I'm going to give it a seven. Um, yeah, there's been some some drama recently, but, you know, things things can look up if you want to if you want to interpret it that way. And there's still a lot to do. The game, there's, there's far from nothing left to do in the game. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with the seven. All right, Ben. 
Scale of one to ten. State of the game. Uh, I'm just thinking. You can also yeah, say pass me, if you don't. Go ahead. Part of me wants to go with a three because I'm so salty about. Mm. Oh my god, there's all these things I wish we could have. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think we're going to get them. Mm. But part of me wants to go with a seven because what we've got, I love, and what we've got when I when I want to when I'm in the mood to do it. I enjoy doing it, and that's not gone away. That's all beautiful, but now I'm going to ask you, Ben, pick a fucking number, and let's move on with this. 69, because it's a great number. Beautiful. That works. Next up is me. We know it, Bob. Last week, last week I gave the number of a six, and I said flat out, I'm going to keep dropping it until they give us real fucking answers to stuff. So you've heard me. I've not been salty. I've not been cunty. I've been fucking fairly you know, magnanimous, and I'm going to keep it that way for the show. But last week was a six. This week, they dropped to a five. Next week, they will drop to a four. And the following week, a three, etc., etc., until they give us some real fucking answers to our real fucking concerns. And the last state of the game goes to Tweaked. I'm I'm with you, Kai. I, last week, I think I said a seven. This week, I'm down to a six because we have the third week with no answers and more troubling signs. We have in the game is working fairly well, and it's a great sandbox, a great game. They are constantly causing strife because they will not give us any straight answers, and that's hurting the state of the game for me. Having said that, I love you, Frontier, and I hope to God that next week you give us some answers, because then you'll jump up like a fucking rocket. Fingers crossed. All right, uh, everybody, say good night. We're going to start with Roy. Fly casual and stay dangerous. Wolf. Ross154 welcomes the dark wheel. <laughs> Tweet. Thank you so much for spending a few hours with us tonight, everybody, and uh, more good things on the horizon, I'm sure. Commander Ben Moss Woodward, Edelweiss. Say goodnight to the beautiful people. Good night to the beautiful people. And that means that I get to close it out. And I'm going to say to everyone, um, this week was the penultimate episode of The Expanse. And that shit is fucking amazeballs. If you're not watching it, you're doing it wrong. You have six seasons to go back and enjoy. And you know what? I'm going to unmute Ben for a second here because he needs to come back on this. He deserves it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I've unmuted you, Ben. Go ahead. Say your say your ad thing on The Expanse. Go for it. Have you seen... Have you been watching Ty and That Guy? I've watched... If you look in our Expanse channel on this Discord, every episode of Ty and That Guy is up, and this week's was amazing! I love Melba! So... What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. One rule. One rule we have in this Discord and on this show, Ben. We can talk about anything up to last week's episode of The, the Expanse. Okay, okay, okay. Go for it. You're, you're free. Sorry. What made me so excited about Ty and that guy is Ty Franks, the mm. fucking writer of mm. The Expanse, the guy who wrote the RPG that Dad Abraham's game said, hey, you know what? I can make a story out of that. And mm. did. Well, they did and together. They did together, but... Yeah. yeah. And where's Chasm, the guy who plays the best fucking character, he is the guy. He is Amos person. He just lives that character. Mm. 
they're not wrapping up at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. They're going back and they're doing seasons one, two, three, four. They're doing all that shit. They're bringing in their mates. They're talking mm-hmm. nerdy shit. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, that is so exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then what they talked about, how they have a role-playing group that they're actually doing D&D together. Fucking A. Yes. Huge props. Anyone who says where Chatham is a nerd, yo, he's just going to come over there and kick your fucking ass. Yes. He is such a guy. So, guys, that's why I had already muted everybody because I had said my goodnight. And then when I said my thing, I could hear fucking Ben was having a conniption fit. Like, you didn't let me talk about The Expanse. So I unmuted him so he could say his thing about The Expanse. All right. We love you guys. Good night. We're out. Peace, bitches. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe yesterday suddenly. Oh, I'm not half the girl I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Yesterday